Welcome. We are so glad you have joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Today I want to talk about being strong. Being strong, not necessarily muscles popping out from uh, three years in the gym, but be strong in the Lord and how to grow in strength and some of the energy zappers that happen in our lives that drain your physical or spiritual or emotional energy. Psalm 84 verse 5 says, How enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord? Within their hearts are the highways of holiness. Even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? When you're going through a tough time, some people just all they see is the pain and the problems. Other people dig deep in God and actually find pools and rivers of refreshing. That's what it says. It says, He gives them a brook of blessing filled from the rain of an outpouring. They grow stronger and stronger with every step forward and the God of all gods will appear before them in Zion. Wow, how awesome is that? That as we learn to tap into God's grace and strength, it says you'll grow stronger and stronger, not weaker and weaker, stronger and stronger. Now that can be physical strength, it can be spiritual strength, it can be emotional strength, it can be mental strength, it can be strength in your trust in God's Word. So whatever area you need to apply it in, I want you today to feel strength coming in your soul and grab a few keys from God's Word of how we can grow in energy and strength. A well-known passage, Isaiah 40, verses 29 to 31, says, He gives strength to the weary... And increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That is such a powerful, powerful truth. It says, as you wait on the Lord, or as you put your hope in God, that the Lord will renew your strength. And just being in church today and worshipping in an atmosphere of faith and courage, guess what? You're going to go out of here feeling stronger. You're going to feel stronger with focus in your mind. You're going to be stronger in the dream and purpose God has for your life. You're going to be stronger in your relationships. You're going to be stronger in your faith journey of trusting that God's word and promises are true regardless of what the circumstances say. Regardless of what social media says, regardless of what the, the television news says, Whatever news, fake news, whatever is going on, let me tell you, when you wait on the Lord, you renew your strength. You get stronger. You'll have more physical energy to fulfill your roles as a parent or a a teacher or whatever your professional role is or whatever God's called you to do in ministry, He renews your strength. I know when we first met, Mary Lynn says, you just keep on going. And God has given me strength. And I have a healthy physical constitution, but I've learned to tap into the strength that Jesus gives. I've learned if I worship openly with all of my heart, if I keep my relationships uncontaminated by unforgiveness and shame and, and guilt and, and rubbish, if I look after myself as physically well as I can and I keep my mind focused on God's word and ways, that is true for my life. He renews 
my strength. Now, this is not to boast, but I've been to India four times with Pastor Abram. He says, you are one of the few pastors that can keep up with me as I travel all over India. <laughs> Two weeks, he goes morning to night. He can live on three or four hours sleep a night. He gets in a car and he's immediately asleep for 10 minutes and he has power naps everywhere we go. He can just keep on going. I'm not as good as that. But God's given me the capacity for two weeks I can keep up with him and be up early, flying all over the nation, long train trips, preaching three times a day. And I think, God, how does that happen? It's not just because of my natural gifts. It's because I've learnt the truth of these verses that those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. And he keeps us strong in spirit and focus and mind and heart. And this is one of the life keys that I've learnt is to be strong in the Lord. Be strong in God. Ephesians 6.10 that Mary read is, Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Wow. And some people naturally possess more energy than others. Some people need more sleep. Some people recover slower from uh, emotional or physical events. I'm now in my 60s, believe it or not, and I take a little bit longer to recover. I was painting yesterday. I can feel a couple of muscles that are... We helped Matt and Rachel move in their own house during the week, and that tested out a few muscles. But God gives us energy, and you, you, you get refreshed. So some people have more energy than others naturally, but it's possible for everyone to increase their energy and strength, no matter what age we are, as we follow God's way. Strength in all of our heart. Let's have a look before we increase it. A few of the robbers of strength. Number one is fear. Fear will drain your energy because you're using all your energy on something that may not happen. And 95% of the things you're afraid of and are fearful of never ever happen. But you used up all the energy for all the other things on things that haven't happened yet. It's the same with worry and anxiety. We waste all our capacity... Our energy, emotional, spiritual, physical and mental energy on things that aren't going to happen and don't ever happen. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In the Bible, the right hand spoke of strength and authority. And that was... It's not necessarily right or left's better. It's just that that's what it's referred to in Scripture. So he says, I will strengthen you. Isn't that good news? That no matter what you're going through, through the valley, through an overwhelming, difficult relationship situations in family or crisis or pain or difficulty, no matter where you are, you can get stronger by keeping trusting in God. He will strengthen you. And I've proved that over and over again. So anxiety, worry, other negative emotions can drain your energy and they'll drain your focus in life. So you just won't achieve as much as what God's called you to do. So an energy zapper is fear. Another one is discouragement. Remember in Joshua 1 it says, Moses said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. That's the fear and discouragement are two of the greatest tools the enemy uses to rob from our lives. Steals from our strength, gets us distracted, diverted. Have I not command you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Joshua 1 9. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Thank God that He's with us. Another one that can drain us is stress. 
When you get stressed about finances, you can't sleep at night, then you're tired and you can't have energy for the next day. When you're worried about how you're going to pay the bills. Or we end up in a bad deal and then you've got to pay for years to fix it up. Occasionally some of us have ended up with a computer deal or a car deal or something that just didn't work well. That never happened with Russell and Christine. I forgot to mention all the cars and buses that they helped supply the church with over the years. That's been awesome. Thank you so much. But sometimes when you get in a financial contract situation, it, it drains you. That mobile phone contract that ended up costing you three times as much as you thought and you're trying to pay the silly thing off and you can't get out of it. It's going to cost you more to get out of it than, than to pay. And it can drain you. Listen to this verse here in 1 Samuel 30 verse 6. David was greatly distressed. He was under enormous stress because the men were talking of stoning him. This is his own faithful friends and soldiers. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. What had happened while they were out fighting a battle, the en another enemy came and robbed their village, burnt Ziglag down, took all their wives and kids and all their property away. So when they get back, they said, David, if we weren't out supporting you, we would have been here to protect our people. So they were in absolute anger and pain and they took it out on David who they generally loved but they were so upset so he was under incredible stress but look what happened but David found strength in the Lord his God well in the middle of probably the one of the most difficult days of his life it says David found strength some of the versions say he stirred up strength or he encouraged himself in the Lord. No one else was encouraging him. They're all just dumping on him, fearing for his life. But he, he must have went to the side and says, God, this is not fair. What's going on? I've followed you. I've obeyed you. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And it says he got strength in his spirit. He said, guys, I know you're not really up for this, but I believe God spoke to me that we can go and rescue and get all of our wives and possessions and kids back. And somehow his strength of leadership was so clear, he took some of them with him and they ended up bringing everything back and recovered everything that was stolen. That never would have happened if David didn't know how to handle stress and encourage himself and get strength from God and go and win the victory. Wow, God is so, so good. So stress, if you let it, can drain you. You need to deal with the stressors as much as you possible but sometimes you can't avoid them. It's what you do in them that can bring the breakthrough. Fourthly, grief can also drain your energy. And grief does. And there's seasons of loss and, and pain and emotional pain. That's a journey of life. But don't stay stuck in it for years and let it continue to drain you. There's a process and a journey that God will be your comforter. In, um, in Nehemiah 8.10 it says, Do not grieve. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. There's time for tears and sorrow. The Bible clearly says that. But he doesn't want us to stay there forever. He says, don't stay grieving. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And something happens when you start to praise and give thanks to God. Joy starts to return. All of a sudden you've got energy. I know when I lose my joy, I've lost my energy and focus. And I've got to say, God, why have I lost my joy? I've started to focus on wrong things. I've let stress or discouragement or other people's situations overwhelm me. I have to get that sorted as quick as I can inside here and here 
And then strength comes again, and then he gives you wisdom. Psalm 119, 28 says, My soul is weary with sorrow. It, you, you actually get weary and tired when you're going through sorrow and grief. And that's true. And you can't avoid that journey, but you can't, don't have to stay stuck in it forever. Sickness and pain can drain you when you're in physical pain. When you're in physical pain, it can so drain your physical, mental energy. And Mary Lynn's gone through the broken bones. I remember a few years ago, I was riding a push bike, got hit by a four-wheel drive and ended up with four broken ribs and my shoulder blade smashed in three places. And that was very painful. You couldn't sleep in any position. And, but I remember the first Sunday after it, Pastor Doug preached for me on Father's Day. And then the next week, God said, I want you to preach for a couple of weeks on don't waste your pain. So I was in absolute agony, but the Lord says, I want you to teach on don't waste your pain. And I said, Lord, that's a bit of a tough, tough ask, but I did, and God gave me the grace, and it really helped me to move forward. So I don't, it helped me not to let physical or emotional pain stop me from doing what God's called me to do. I know there's limitations. There's, you've got to use wisdom. I didn't do crazy stuff. But sometimes we just crumble in a heap when pain comes or it's constant pain physically or emotionally and it can just drain your energy and focus. And God says, hey, don't stay there. God can help you. And some of you have incredible grace and strength that you've lived with physical or emotional pain for years, but you haven't let it stop you. And I honour you for that. I honour you. Others have found it very difficult. Maybe you're in a place of emotional, physical pain today. I want to encourage you, don't drop the bundle. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on his promises because God will strengthen you and he will bring you through and your story will then help many other people get set free. Let me tell you, it's your story. The test will lead to a testimony. The mess will lead to a message as you don't give up on God and his strength can come and be with you. And maybe you're watching online with live stream right now. I want to say your pain and your mess doesn't have to destroy you. If you bring God into the picture, he can bring you through and strengthen you. Sin and guilt will drain you really quickly. Mate, when you're out of relationship with God and guilt and shame, it will just take you away. Psalm 51, 2 and 3 says, Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Wow, that just drains you when you know you've let God down and you've offended others. Come to Jesus who is the giver of forgiveness and hope and wash you clean and strength will start to come. How awesome is when you, when you finally restore a relationship and there's forgiveness and you walk away, you feel like 10 tons come off your soul and you just want to run and shout and think, whoa, it's so good to be free because it's probably a while since you've known that joy of freedom. Oh, Lord, I encourage you, don't go to sleep at night with undealt with stuff between you and God and, if possible, with pe other people because then you'll rest well and you'll wake up next day refreshed. It's just a truth of life. Don't let the sun go down on your anger or wrath because God knows that that just eats away at you during the night and you don't sleep well and you wake up still tired. God, help us. Strife will drain you. James 3.16, I spoke on this a couple of weeks ago. 
For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. When if strife is not dealt with as much as possible, then it just opens the door for every evil work. But God's come to bring blessing. Psalm 46 1 says, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Wow. Trouble still happens in life because we live in a fallen world, but God's with us and you don't have to be drained and knocked off course because God's blessing wants to come on our lives. I just saw Jal and Patricia back from their honeymoon. God bless you guys. They got married last week <laughs> down the Gold Coast. Lovely to see you guys. Wow, God's good. Another thing that will drain you is depression. When you get depressed, discouragement leads to, can lead to depression. Mate, you've just, you don't even want to get out of bed. You don't want to face life. I've, I haven't faced depression often in my life, but I remember one time I had it for about a week. I was totally depressed, and I don't even know what triggered it, but life was just not worth living. I thought, God, what on earth's going on? Because this is not me. It was a scheme of the enemy, and somehow I slipped into it, and it gave me a taste of how discouraging depression and draining it can be. And God wants to help us. Do all we can naturally and medically and spiritually not to live in that place, if at all possible. Because God wants to strengthen our hearts and our souls. Proverbs 17, 22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. That sounds like depression, doesn't it? Crushed spirit dries up the bones. Disappointment can rob you. Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. The opposite of disappointment is appointment. So when appointments happen and things work out, life comes. You say, yes, I've been hoping for that for years and now it's broken through and it's awesome. And God wants us to help us. And lastly, tiredness will drain you. Lack of rest and good sleep. Matthew eleven twenty eight, and the message says, Are you tired? Worn out, burned out on religion, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. How beautiful is that, eh? Wow. Wow. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30, it's great to read that in a few of the different versions because it just inspires and refreshes your soul and learn how to have proper rest. The word recreation means re-creation. So when you have rest and recreation, it's meant to recreate you, not wear you out. A lot of us go on holidays, we come back exhausted afterwards. What sort of holiday is that? That's not recreation, that's adventure and travel. We need to have ways that we can recreate our souls and be refreshed and renewed, whatever that means. And travel can be a part of it or doing different adventures. But God wants to refresh our souls. Here's two more to wrap up this. And uh, this is going to be a two-part message. And next week we'll pick it up again. But just a couple more points. Something else that could drain you is carrying too many burdens for other people. Anyone in ministry been in that journey? Hey, carrying too many burdens of other people. We just love and we want to care and help people and rescue them. Galatians 6.2 says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We think, well, yep, we're going to fulfill the law of Christ of loving one another. We're going to carry each other's burdens, help sort out all their lives and uh, rescue them. 
Marilyn and I realise that's a recipe for being overloaded and drained and probably breakdowns. Verse 5 of Galatians 6 says, Each one should carry their own load or their own burden. Three verses later, it sounds like the Bible's totally contradicted itself within three verses. But if you look at the original language, the first one is carry one another's burdens. That word for burdens there is boulders or heavy things that are crushing people's lives. So when there's grief, when there's major sickness or a huge uh, disappointment or crisis in someone's life, you need to get together and help carry that burden for a season until they get strong enough to get back on top. In verse 5, it says, everyone should carry their own burdens, their own load. That is the knapsack of your daily responsibilities that God wants you to live with and not someone else to rescue all the time. And we need to understand the difference of the two. Because if you rescue someone, it's like a parent. When the, the baby's small, you've got to wash them and, and dress them and, and all those things. And as they get older, when they're 5 or 10 or 15 or 25, you shouldn't be expected to be doing all that for them if you do, they've be stayed totally immature and totally reliant and they'll never be able to function well in life. As Christians, sometimes we do that. We love to help people, so in the process we do all the praying for them. We rescue them. So if someone comes to me with a need, I said, have you prayed about it? Oh, no, I came to you, Pastor, because your prayers are more powerful. I said, no, 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 that's not true. I, I addressed that straight away. I said, God hears your prayers and he wants to hear your prayers and I will support you in that. And we've got to help one another because I know so many pastors and leaders and carers and life group leaders and counsellors and good people that have misunderstood those two scriptures and we've burned ourselves out and then we say, oh, I'm not going to church for the next six months because I'm totally worn out or I'm, I can't connect anymore I think well, what happened they told me the story I thought wow Marilyn and I nearly went down that track a couple of times but thank God we realized with some help and support that's not the way to do life and ministry let's help one another grow up and support one another and the last one is procrastination and indecision you ever put something off and then you feel drained and tired and all you can think about the thing you should have done the phone call or the email or the conversation you should have had but you just didn't do it and it just gets worse and worse and then you lose focus and energy for everything else all of us do it at times James 1 6 says just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive for the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind you're up one minute tossed down the next when you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? Wow, indecision, procrastination on things you know you need to do or say or follow through on leaves you in a place of wavering, instability, and you'll be drained for the journey of life. There's some people here today, you've been putting things off that you know you need to address with God. Let's step up and do it. Let's have some courage and say, God, strengthen me to follow through on that difficult conversation. Lord, that process that I need to pick up and that thing I started, that course I started, now I've left it, now I feel like I've failed. Why don't you pick it up and finish it? That dream that God gave you, thought, oh Lord, I started, but it was too hard. If possible, why don't you pick it up and finish it? That ministry God called you to be involved in and, and serve in and help, you said, yeah, I tried for a while, but it just got too hard. 
Maybe God's saying, hey, now that you're a bit more mature in me, you can follow this through and bring breakthrough. That's how the Spirit of God helps us. And next week we're going to follow through and talk about some of the other ways to build our strength. But I just want to mention the first one. Salvation and relationship with the Lord. Exodus 15, 2 says, The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise Him. My Father's God and I will exalt Him. If you don't know this amazing Jesus, you need to come and connect with Him. If you've been distant from Him, today He's calling you back to come and connect and just walk close to His heart. He loves you very much. And I love this verse. I want to finish on it. Daniel 11.32 But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Hallelujah. So if you know God, not just born again, but you know Him, you're in a walking, growing relationship with His Word and His truth and His ways, you're trusting Him. It says you'll be get strong. You'll be strong in spirit. You'll be strong in mind. You'll be strong in your emotions. You'll become strong physically. And it says you will do exploits for God. I look across this room, there's a whole lot of people doing amazing exploits across our city and our community, in your professional workplace, in your classrooms, in the doctor's surgeries, in the counselling rooms, in your shops, in our neighbourhood, in our relationships, in our caring. We are doing exploits for God. You might think they're exploits, but they are because you're changing people's lives. You're loving people. You're helping them get stronger. You're helping them deal with some of the brokenness of their souls. The volunteers in transformation, you're helping do exploits. A grandparent that's just nurturing, teaching their grandkids how to live life, you're doing an exploit. The single parents who are raising kids, you're doing exploits. The kids workers, the youth workers, you're doing exploits for God because you just show up every week and you never give up. You don't stay in bed for a, a week or two saying it's too hard today. When you're young kids, that doesn't work, does it? We've all been tempted to stay in bed. They'll be jumping on the bed. They'll be pulling the blankets off. They'll do whatever until you get up and do your responsibilities of life. And God will give you strength to do exploits. Thank you for joining us. Bayside Christian Church Community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, Check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or on our social media pages at Bayside Christian Church.